Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 52 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Key. I'm really happy that you're joining me. Today's episode is, uh, I think, a really important one because we're into December, we're into the holiday season. I'm recording this in November, but Christmas carols have been being played in my house for quite some time by my kids, including this morning. My son started them as soon as he woke up. So we're getting into full holiday swing already and we're not even there yet. But holiday season is notoriously one of the toughest times for people trying to lose weight. Often we think it's just a given that we're going to gain weight through the holidays. And so I think this episode's really important to talk about setting yourself up with a plan for how you're going to handle the holidays this year to make this year different. Before we get into all the details, if you're just joining me, my name is Siobhan Key. I am a family physician and obesity medicine physician, and I coach physicians who are working on their own weight loss and help take them from feeling out of control and overwhelmed by some of their eating behaviors or their own weight to the point where they f- lose weight without relying on willpower and have a confidence that they can maintain it, which is the really important part. If you think that you could benefit from that and feel that you need a little bit more support than what's out there, then I think my program could be great for you. So check out my weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca webpage and click on the work with me tab. And from there, you can schedule an introductory session with me. Uh, I do fill up fairly quick. And I think the January slots for new clients to coach are probably going to fill up even quicker because it's January. So if you are interested, I encourage you to go over and book that soon to make sure that you get a spot when you want it. All right, let's talk about the holiday seasons. I feel like I should have a little bit of Christmas music going on here, Um, but uh, I could sing, but you really probably don't actually want me to do that. So we'll just leave it as is. All right, I have three steps to creating a holiday plan for you to stay on track with your weight loss. And really, if we're going to look at the core of this, like what is the core skill that you want to use to get through things like the holiday season? And really, you know, if you apply this to Christmas and all the other holidays um, and it works or you learn how to use it, you can apply to any special time in your life where overeating is your norm or the society's norm um, or it just is harder to not overeat in. So it's a really good structure to think about how we approach things that are coming up. And really the key skill in this is pre-planning. So the key skill isn't go into it thinking, I'm not going to eat any of it and work on your willpower. That's not the skill. The skill is to sit down and intentionally think about what the holiday season is going to look like for you. Intentionally think about where you usually get tripped up and set up a plan for yourself. And that pre-planning really goes a long way to having success. So if you think about how the holiday seasons usually work for us or how our brain would like them to work for us is, you know, we come into it and it's usually busy. We're busy. We're trying to get stuff done, still have to work. And our brain almost acts surprised that there's delicious, tasty foods in front of us that we don't normally eat. 
and then gives us all sorts of reasoning to eat them. And in that moment, if you haven't planned ahead, that moment, it can feel really hard to not respond to that because those urges are so deeply ingrained in our habits, in our culture, uh, the people around us might be doing those behaviors. And so getting through this successfully means being intentional and pre-planning, which leads us to step number one. Step number one is sit down and take the time to look at your schedule. So what I want you to do is make this nice, make it enjoyable, sit down with a cup of tea or whatever it is uh, and a piece of paper in your calendar and just look at what your holiday schedule looks like. And specifically what you wanna look at is where are the parties? How many parties are on your schedule? Where are the family dinners? How many family dinners are on your schedule? Uh, Where is the kid stuff? The kid activities I've found have tons of junk at over holidays. Um, Tables and tables of junk food for the kids. Uh, And so really think about all the different places. You know, what weeks in your office do you start ending up with a lot of food in it where the office might start being a challenging place when you're trying to lose weight? And really just intentionally think through all these things and map it out. And I think one of the big tools of doing this, of mapping out what your holiday season looks like from a food perspective, is it really shows you how much of the month of December and bit of January is actually involved with food-related challenging type activities. And so the classic or kind of the old school, what I used to do approach to Christmas was like, oh, well, it's special. This is special. This is special. And everything was special when I overate at every spot. And what happened? Well, I gained weight every single Christmas. And so if you look at your calendar, when you've mapped it out, you can see why assuming that every party and every dinner and every event is special actually ends up with you gaining weight. Um, and so usually if, if your goal is to maintain your weight or maybe even lose weight over the holiday season, then everything can't usually be special. Um, you have to really take the bird's eye view of your the holiday season and what that means in your life and uh, really look at the kind of vastness of it, <laughs> to use a, a broad term. And then we move on to step number two, which is as you're taking that bird's eye view, you decide which things are special. So, you know, I don't believe a successful planning for a holiday season means you don't eat any holiday treats. I think you could choose that if that feels right to you. But I think you decide which places and times and exactly which treats are special enough that you want to eat them. So that might mean maybe the office Christmas party isn't so special and you want to stay on plan, but maybe Christmas dinner with your family is special and you do want to eat some of the stuff you don't eat other times of the year like pie, etc. Um, and I think, you know, you, you can plan some meals in the holiday season where you do eat food off your plan and it's not going to wreck your weight loss. Intentionally planning some eating off your plan doesn't usually wreck your weight loss. It's when we don't intentionally plan it and we use that broader stroke of everything being special. That's when we start to wreck our own weight loss. So choosing in when you're looking at that calendar from the bird's eye view, choosing what's in it 
that's truly special where you do want to eat foods that are off your plan and choosing, you know, what foods actually are special because out of the vast array of food that we're exposed to over the holiday season, you know, let's face it, some of it is just, yeah, it's okay. It's not really that special. And But some of it is unique, like some of it's stuff that people make just once a year and it is really good and tasty and you might choose that you want to eat it. And being an adult like you are, or even if you're not an adult and you're listening to this, you have the option to choose what you want to eat and choose when you do want to eat off your plan. Totally fine. Remember, we're moving away from labeling choices as being good or bad. We're just making choices and trying when we're working towards a goal to make most of our choices on our plan. Uh, But you always have the autonomy to choose to eat off of your plan. And the beauty of it is when you're pre-planning it and you plan it in advance to eat off your plan, it's actually using the planning part of your brain. So it's teaching your brain that you can plan food and eat it which applies to even if you're planning food on your plan. So essentially you're building that skill versus if you just get a craving because you see a food in front of you and you decide to eat it, what that is using is that craving reward cycle in your brain that's probably pretty well paved for a lot of us. And it's just enhancing it. It's teaching your brain, okay, if I give this person a craving, they will give me the reward. They will eat the food. So reacting in the moment doesn't really help your brain with what we're trying to do. But pre-planning to eat something like, say, pie at Christmas dinner doesn't undo any of the work we are doing. And again, just continues to teach your brain that you plan your food and then you eat it. Okay, step number three is once you've planned this out and you've decided the things that are special and the things where you are going to maybe eat off your plan or eat more than usual, then you have to just acknowledge and accept that you will experience food cravings outside of this plan. So again, if we assume that we're just going to make a plan, stick to it and our brain's going to be like, oh, thank you for making such a lovely plan. I will not offer any other suggestions. Uh, That's probably not going to happen. Your brain's going to have a lot of suggestions about what you should eat. And that's that more primitive part of your brain giving you cravings. But you need to just stick with it, stick with what you planned. And so what that means is you have to know that those cravings are going to come. So again, when we think that we're surprised by stuff, it puts us in a bit more of a vulnerable position. But if we acknowledge, okay, I'm going to this party, and I'm going to stick to my plan at this party, because it's the party the week after that I actually want to eat stuff I don't usually eat at. You have to know that walking into that party when you see the buffet table of food you don't usually eat and that you're not planning on eating that night, that you will experience cravings and that's okay. It's not a sign of anything going wrong. It is not a sign of weakness on your part. It is just your brain behaving normally. And if you pre-plan and kind of expect that the cravings will be there and do some pre-rehearsal, picture experiencing that craving and allowing that craving. So like we've talked about in other episodes, just letting that craving come in and through and experiencing it without trying to push it away or get rid of it, uh, then you'll be far more successful at seeing the food, experience a craving, but moving on rather than sitting there and kind of struggling with the craving and maybe or maybe not acting on it. Now, the other part of this in the holidays is not all cravings come just from us happening upon food. Sometimes in the holiday seasons, 
we're probably more likely to encounter people wanting us to eat and people offering us food and trying to get us to eat or drink or things like that. And so the other piece of the pre-rehearsal that I think is worthwhile doing is sitting down and thinking through, okay, who generally tries to get me to eat and who gets me to drink and what am I going to say? And doing pre-rehearsal of picturing somebody coming up with a platter of food or something and saying, here, have one. You need to have one of these. These are great. Doing the pre-rehearsal to think through, okay, how am I going to respond? What can I say in that moment that will have them move on? And there's lots of different things you can say. Like one thing is just to defer it, be like, oh yeah, those look great. I'm going to have one in a little bit. Or, oh, you know, I just ate. I'm really full. I'll have one later. Um, For drinking, if you're going to a party and you're planning on not drinking, um, because as we know, if you go in planning on sticking to your food plan, but then you drink a lot, it's often harder to stick to the food plan. Your inhibitions get a bit lower. Your decision-making skills change once you've had some alcohol. So sometimes if you're going into a party planning on sticking to your plan, part of that plan probably should be that you're not going to drink very much. So if you're going in not wanting to drink and it's a party where lots of people are drinking and would be offering you alcohol, having something to say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'll have one in a bit or something like that to sort of delay. And then later on, uh, after other people have been drinking, they might not be able to tell whether you have or not. You can always say, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've had a lot, I need a break or something like that. And things like that usually get people off your um, tail. Though you can also just say, no thanks, I don't want it, right? Like I'm giving you ideas if you don't feel comfortable being that direct, but it is always your right with food or alcohol to say, no thanks, I don't feel like that. And if they continue to offer it, just keep standing firm, say, no thanks, I don't really feel like that. No thanks, I don't like that. And, um, And then just walk away. All right, so the three tips for how to plan and approach your holiday season. Number one is taking the time to look at your schedule and kind of viewing it from a bird's eye viewpoint. Number two is decide what things are truly special and how you want to handle them within that. And number three, expect the cravings and know that they are normal and do some pre-rehearsal about how you're going to handle them. Now I'm going to give you a little bonus tip here. So this it has been using these skills looking at Christmas and other holiday seasons all kind of together. But you can actually use these the same skills for just one activity. So say if you know you have a party tomorrow night, you're a bit worried about it. Sitting down the day before and thinking, what do I want to do in that party? Do I want to eat? Do I want to drink? And doing all that pre-planning work, same thing, the pre-rehearsal. So, okay, I'm not going to eat that party, rehearsing what it's going to be like to experience that craving and rehearsing what you might have to say if other people question what you're doing, just so it's all fresh in your mind and it's the tip of your tongue. You can look at this as the whole, how you want to handle stuff, but you can narrow it down and use it at a more microscopic level, event by event. All right, I'd love to hear how you are going to go about 
dealing with um, your holiday season, send me an email about what your plan is at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button so you get all the new episodes. And I would love it if you would share it with somebody who also might be interested. And thank you to everybody who's left a review for the podcast. They really do help the podcast get found. If you have been left a review and you have time, I would love it if you could take the time to head on over and just hit the review button. All right. Have a fantastic holiday season, everybody. We will talk to you later. And now for a quick disclaimer, this podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.